Hello, Lit Service listeners. We have a bonus episode for you this week that's a little different. We had a discussion with Emily Duncan about the new Star Wars movie, so if you have not seen it, I would not recommend listening to this episode because we will spoil it for you. We do talk about The Mandalorian a little bit too, but not in a super spoilery way, so if you haven't seen The Mandalorian, you're probably safe. Hope you enjoy it, and we'll see you next week. So, the new Star Wars. What did you guys think? Oh, are we just getting right into that? Oh, it's where we're starting. Yeah. Do you want my first opinion or my revised opinion? Oh. Do you have a revised opinion? I do. Does that mean you're easily impressionable? No, you it stick means... stick to your guns? No. no it, the movie falls apart. Yeah. Well, my first impression was I sat there and... As the movie went on, I got angrier and angrier, and I went, I've never hated a Star Wars movie before in my entire life, but I hate this one. And it was a really strange feeling for me, because I don't hate movies easily, and when it comes to Star Wars, I'm very easily impressed. But I could not stand it. Oh, sad. That's very depressing. Hating Star Wars movies is not a new experience for me, but I had a similar experience. You, you guys are all so sad. Oh, it broke my heart. Oh no! I am I am a lesser person now, having seen that movie. <laughs> the plot is somewhat painful. Oh, it's just such a mess. It, yeah, it, it really, really was. However, I will say it's so many missed opportunities. I know that's what. Well, yeah. Adam Driver's Adam Driver's like five minutes of acting as Ben Solo were the best five minutes of that whole movie. They and it was were. Like, I. I did not care for Adam Driver, and you made me care for him with one word, and that word was ouch. Like, why didn't you, why why didn't this redemption arc happen in the second movie, and then you have a whole movie to have team stuff happen? Well, there were just, there were some pacing issues. It's almost like they went into this trilogy without so much as an outline and just kind of ran with it. <laughs> Correct. I don't know what gives you that idea. Oh, boy. But the thing that baffles me is that Adam Driver consistently implied that he knew the end, like didn't know the ending, but knew where the character was going because that's how they convinced him to sign on. And so to get that ending just feels like it feels so haphazard and last minute, like something right at the last second changed drastically. Yes. Well, which part of it? Like, are you talking about the Emperor is back because we're recycling all of the plots? Well, yes. Or are you talking about the uh, the the romance stuff? Or are you talking about I thought the they, death? Or <laughs> not so not even so much the death, but the handling of the death. Because the the problem for me with like I I have a thousand problems with the movie, but the thing that took it from I don't I don't I didn't like this to oh my god I hated this was the last 10 minutes because the last 10 minutes felt so callous and so cruel. Like it's not the fact that he died. Cause like I was expecting that I star Wars has never been about nuance. They weren't going to do anything else than that. But the fact that they did it so quickly and then they cut to this weird vapid soul eyed, happy ending, like, that just felt totally bizarre right after they did that. Like, even Darth Vader got a mourning scene. But we're not going to give this character even, like, a glimmer, like, ten seconds 
to process what just happened. That's like, that was the thing that really felt weird to me. It felt unpolished because there was never a moment to process what happened. That's a really good point. And this is, and as a person who never even liked Kylo Ren, like I, I agree with that. Like, yeah. It's a disservice to the character. Even the people, I had someone who like hates him. She hates him so much. And I love him. He's one of like my favorite characters ever. And she rolled into my DMs afterward and she's like, I am so sorry. (laughs) You didn't deserve that. (laughs) Like, okay, kill him. But like, at least give me a second to process it. And it was handled so badly that people in my theater laughed and like, Oh no. No. Yeah. Like, Having to try to process, cause like, I knew, I went in spoiled cause I knew that it was gonna be a train wreck. I could just tell, like, the, the vibe was very bad leading up to the release. And so I went in spoiled, I knew he was gonna die, I was expecting it, somebody laughed, and I just like, felt something inside me break, like, this is the worst <laughs> thing that's ever happened. <laughs> We didn't get laughs, but at the Raylo scene, uh, somebody in the audience was like, he's a serial killer. <laughs> oh, I was like, cheers. yeah, no, that's a really good point. You should not be kissing. This totally does not make sense in this moment and with your relationship. It could have. It could have. I agree. It could have. It didn't. It didn't. It, have. it didn't. That's the thing. Everyone's like, why are the Raylos even mad? We're mad because they did it wrong. I think, I feel like could have but didn't is a really nice summary. Of the entire movie. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Wait, but I have an argument about this. Okay. So we've seen all of the other Star Wars movies, right? And the only believable relationship, like romantic relationship up until this point, I feel like is Han and Leia. And so I feel like it's just Star Wars, right? It's supposed to be bad. Okay, but say- I'm going to cut you off on that I have one. an argument <laughs> too. Because <laughs> if you watch any of the Star Wars TV shows or read any of okay. the Star Wars books, Star Wars does nuance. And yes. we've seen nuance done in... The ancillary. Exactly, yeah. Does it really well, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and, and so we know it's possible and we know fans like it. So I... Like, it would have been so easy to to just write a better story. Like, what we didn't, <laughs> personally, I felt like we didn't need all of the, um like, the fan call-outs that you I got in that movie. It. There was so much fan I, service. And I was like, scene. yeah, I'm not here for that. I'm here for the story about Ray and Poe and Finn, and I care about them and their characters, but they became not characters. They became, like, stand-ins for everything else. What if the yeah. sequel trilogy had been about the sequel characters? <laughs> it would have been that's crazy, a, crazy idea. talk, I Emily. I don't know where you're pulling that. The other thing, <laughs> the other thing for me is that like, I just felt like there were so many moments where they, they broke trust with the audience narratively. Like, we knew going into the prequels that it was a tragedy. Everybody knew. We all knew how that story ends. Cause that's how you structure a tragedy. You let the audience know what you're doing when you're doing it. And this trilogy, including all the ancillary ancillary material, was structured as a fairy tale. And so we were all expecting a fairy tale. And you don't, you you can't be subversive when you're playing with something as innate as the conventions of the story that you're telling. And and the thing that just, the thing that I can't, it's been, what, weeks? I can't wrap my head around the fact 
that they kept showing us force healing. They kept showing us magic healing <sighs> out of nowhere. Just kept just really just hammering it home that we can do that now. And then in the moment where narratively it counted, we're, it's gone. We don't, we don't do that now. Like, what? <laughs> I, I remember when I saw that movie for the first time and she like first heals the little like snake creature. I was <laughs> like, that's not how the force works. JJ Abrams, you wrote this line. Like, and I know they released that episode of The Mandalorian the day before, but not all of us got around to seeing that. And also that's something that you need to, I don't know, maybe there's parts of the universe of Star Wars that I haven't read that deals with force healing, but that needed to be introduced ages ago. Like, also that needed to like, be a thing that I knew. Yeah. Magic healing as a concept isn't something you can just throw around. Like, you have to put weight I seem to, to it. I there seem are to rules. recall that using the rules. Force as healing was something of a plot point in Revenge of the Sith. I... It was implied that it couldn't be done unless you were Sith doing it. Well, maybe that's kind of my point. Because that was... That was, Darth that was Palpatine's whole way of getting to yeah. Anakin. Was that, oh, well, the Sith can do all of these cool things and keep people alive. Which, like, okay. <laughs> Great. Which, you know, is borne out in this, in this movie. <laughs> yes. And I, think I actually, I kind of liked the puppet emperor. It made me really happy. I thought it was like, it was I like the Snoke's in a jar. <laughs> pickled oh, yeah. Snoke. I want a pickled Snoke. <laughs> well, when he came out and he was like on the crane thing, I was like, oh, this is amazing and I love it. I loved the dead emperor guy. I thought it was stupid. He was like, I'm going to steal your soul now, but... I, was I wanted to see more. What he had to say until he started talking. I wanted more. I wanted something to actually be done with him being every voice in Kylo Ren's head. Like that's such. When they yeah. released that trailer, that was the most like jarring piece of like upcoming. Like that was that was the most jarring trailer they released for the movie. And then when it happened in the actual film, it well, it didn't matter. Like it was twelve seconds, and then that was it. And then they never really did anything with it. And I just yeah. feel like the whole movie was just one wasted opportunity after another. I agree. I think they had a lot of really great story elements that just did not work together. And the promises were not carried out. And it's really sad because I am so easily, like, it's so easy for me to like a Star Wars yeah. movie. I wanted to, I wait, wanted wait, wait. to like it. And I didn't. I have a question, though. Did you guys like The Mandalorian? Have you guys all seen The Mandalorian? I love The Mandalorian. I haven't seen the last yeah. episode, but I did like The Mandalorian. Okay. See, not all the episodes. Some of the episodes are really boring. Well, I like I some more like than others. All side quests. I'm like, I'm not that interested in Cowboy Mandalorian. I want to know about his relationship with other people. And he can't talk to Baby Yoda, and so they're not that interesting. <laughs> I think it by the end, it... So the thing about The Mandalorian is that Dave Filoni does a really good job because he directed, like, the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. So he's he's got a big hand in this universe. And I think because I love Star Wars Rebels so much, I'm really used to his storytelling style, which is lots of small, insulated stories that do really small character work. And then by the end, you're like, wait all of that character development actually amounted to something, and I didn't realize what was happening this whole time. And so I went into The Mandalorian with that in my mind, and it totally holds up. At the end, the, char like, the characters <laughs> end up banding together. You learn more about people. There's an awesome reveal that made me gasp out loud at the gym, uh, and the people <laughs> next to me looked at me like I was like having a heart attack. It was very <laughs> funny. Um, so 
yeah, so I liked it. I understand why people would think it's boring. I don't think it's a storytelling style that works for everybody. It's the, the thing that I like about it is that I really like Star Wars stories that aren't dealing with all of the big stuff. I Me like, too. I like yeah, things I too. like the, the episode with the village that they're fighting off the marauders, <laughs> I guess. I really liked that because it was like, this is something that this is this, this one village on this one planet. This is their whole world. And like, I like honing in on the fact that like, there's so, this is such a huge universe and there's so much going on. And a lot, normally, you know, we're seeing the same seven people. Yeah. that are apparently all related to each other. I really like that about Star Wars, that when you get into, like, the really big universe, there's a lot of different kinds of people and situations. Like, I like that yeah. a lot, too. And I think the um, thing about the Mandalorian okay. that's... Sorry, the thing that I like about it is that... Cutting me off, Christine. I'm so Cheers. sorry. <laughs> I'll stop. It's you. No, you're fine. Go ahead. <laughs> I just really love how it feels like different episodes feel like love letters to different tropes or different genres. Um, mm-hmm. And I really appreciate it. Like... That village story is a story I've seen a million times before, but right. it knows what it's doing the whole time, and it it's totally aware of that. And so I can appreciate it because it doesn't feel cliche. It feels intentional. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that.